psychology. Um, my goal is to bring this fabulous work out to the world free of charge to people who want to call in. Um, you can even call in live. What's the number? 415-5005. Thanks, Pam. Or you can send me a text, 415-672-4912, or you can email me at info at com, and we can set up a free session. The requirement is that it's going to go
it's not you and it gets thrown out into a pile of pigs and they all jump over it. <laughs> really? Really? So it's an interesting thing, though. If you think about, you know, I've been working in this uh, work, and, 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 and I use this work a lot in spiritual psychology. It's called feeding your demons. And it's actually an ancient Buddhist practice. And we've done a little bit of it on the show and, and, and with Hatha Gifts. It's one of my favorite practices. And Sol Tramali Omi, who's the, the modern Tibetan Lama in Colorado, who's really surged this and made it a modern and it's ancient practice from the 11th century. Um, it's actually developed by a woman Lama in the 11th century. And it's a very feminine practice. Other than a Dalai Lama could be a Lama. Um, the Lamas and these Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama is the high Lama. These lower Lamas, it's kind of like being an Oprah in the West. Oh. Much different than other Mormons. They don't really dig it when they get into power, but it happens. <laughs> it happened in Catholicism too over in history. Anyway, it's a very feminine practice, but it, you know, naming things that cause us suffering as uh -huh. demons is an interesting way to look at them. Um, and the thing I like about this work is that um, we take the stuff that's non rational, we take the unspiritual experiential and we make it concrete we live in a world of form we used to our rational mind likes to live in the world of form and it's part of the reason we have a lot of trouble with our feelings with relationships even with money like these are things that don't necessarily money might be a good idea economy if you think about like what is something we're worth with yeah. things that, that don't actually have form we have a lot of trouble with sure um and so when we can give it a form then we can really work with it the agnes tree sites you find like shells that they used as money like right we create for some reason we need to take our worth and our work and rather than it be itself like i raised this chicken you have this chicken i've given you the chicken and you've given me there's like a transaction that we can move in our transactional world without like these weird things and stuff to demarcate the transaction like here's what i give because now you've given me this oh you don't have anything well now you gave me these shells that have what we call a scribe right it's an agreed upon idea yeah it's only it is weird it's an idea that we've all agreed upon intrinsically there is no such thing as money sure we made it up and and then worshipped it <laughs> <laughs> which sounds like basically a lot of other some of us ruin our lives in pursuit of it um when we think it's going to make us destitute than emotionally destitute that's way worse when you're just like at the depths of i'm with you girl yeah i, I was talking to the emotionally destitute last night and it was a problem <laughs> it's hard oh, i woke mean, up with a problem for the emotionally destitute once yeah. once someone sort of and it, you could tell when the light goes out of their eyes they kind of give up like emotionally and they just sort of like i'm just gonna phone it in from no i had a deep money conversation with somebody last night who's So the idea of demonic possession.
attention because that's that's the extreme end. Um, I work with demonic possession all uh, you know, like all the time. Uh, so for me, if I see a homeless person who's out there on the street babbling and like has swords on their body and themselves, like is that that person? So there's a different in shamanism. There's a way to understand the schizophrenia, multiple personality disorder. A lot of serious mental illnesses are actually shamanic perspective, their um, energetic attachment to the body. It's a totally, totally different way to understand mental illness. Even depression, even anxiety can be seen as energetic forms that attach themselves to the person. That's true. Um, and, and so, you know, where does it move from being um, something that's negative into demonic? That, that's an interesting question. I, I think it's the level of suffering and the level of destruction. Right. I saw a guy wearing shoes yesterday walking across the highway in Memphis, and uh, it was a little bit of a revelation. Across his fat ass is kind of an interesting corner. Interesting, and he had it is yeah, it's a cross section of of everything really. Right, but and Goodwill's right there, so and everybody well, can go hang yeah, out. Yeah, it used to be the Goodwill, <laughs> but now they're building some new one. Yeah, they're building some monstrosity thing where they bring um, apartments and condos together, high rise. is such a sidebar, but this Neville Wainwright Center, I went to that Goodwill to shop for a uh, Halloween costume I wanted to dress up as a 70s person, and bought a purse. I bought an Aquaman purse, like a little thing, and I look in the side oh, pocket, stop. and there's this ring, and it's real, and so I knew I had to get rid of it, and I was like, thank you, Goodwill, like, for like eight more. bucks, <laughs> less than, it was like a $2 Somebody donated their stuff. They just didn't know how, or it was like some grandma or something. Right, you know, gifts from another person. Wow, that was nice. But yeah, so that 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 corner there was a man who was walking across the street, and the bus had to kind of honk at him because he was taking too long to cross. And I was like, oh, this poor guy. And I looked at him, and he was like hobbly, and he had socks on, no shoes, and one of his socks was already like not a sock anymore. And I just like saw the, and he had like the sores, and he was very dirty. He didn't have a backpack or anything, but I just thought like. Where's he coming from? Where's he going? And what happened to the shoes? Like, yeah. where's shoes? Why do we? I, I just thought it was really funny. But then the, the weird thing with demonic possession in the community, that kind of makes sense. Like, he's forgotten who he is or was because of, do you forget it?
So fear and joy really are the two main energy sources in people's in my perspective. You can kind of divide everything up into is it joy or is it fear? Sure. And they're from my perspective, <coughs> they're each sources of power. step further um, than 
thoughts and feelings and certainly today patterned thoughts of thoughts and feelings that we have anyway. We all have patterns. Right. And some of them are positive and a lot of them are negative. And a lot of them are ways we could defend ourselves, yeah. ways we could protect ourselves, ways we could alienate ourselves um, through the media. For example, um, you know, for a long time in my, in my life, uh, I had a voice that told me I was fat.
website. It's like, I look at it like a piece of armor that at some point I felt vulnerable. I was either afraid of being hurt or I was hurt or, or I felt powerless. And I, something to help me. Sure. And so I reached for whatever was there. And again, you can surf, you can reach for joy, you can reach for fear. And, I, and, and the fear bucket just resonated with me and this thing kind of this attached itself to me as a defensive structure. So when, um, and the attempt is to help me. Now, what happens is a lot of, so a lot of times we take this stuff on as kids, and, but here's the problem. So you take on fear, I think that's what, when I take on fear, I'm supposed to take it on joy. It's that taking on joy or saying that I'm good at something then negates humility. So the fear of being full of myself and thinking I'm awesome it's a huge fear for me because I'm like, what if I think I'm awesome, but I'm so deluded because I think I'm so awesome that no one else thinks I'm awesome and I don't even see. I'm so like in the joy of it, like I'm awesome that I have no context of myself with others in reality because I'm like, I'm so great. It's like Instagram. Everyone thinks they're so great. It's like, yeah, I'm not that great. But they're like reaching for the joy, like I'm awesome. And then I'm afraid to be the person that thinks they're awesome but isn't actually awesome and then if other people point out that then that's even scarier like because then the whole world that I've constructed crumbles and this is all in my head like it's whatever but it's how are you describing the human condition perfectly and really so the difference between joy and gratification oh there's a big difference <laughs> there's a big difference so joy from our own spirit. It arises from our sense of being and acceptance of who we are in the world and that we have a place here and that we are connected to the greater wholeness and it's all good. And we're okay how we're, however we are. Like that, that is a place where joy can, and connectivity, like exper experiencing connectivity is what joy is. Ego gratification is generally only about how other people perceive me. It has to do with what's happening with my relationship just with the external world. But isn't that who we are, how people perceive us? Are we, I mean, is it, is it half how we perceive ourselves and half how other people perceive us? Because I find that how other people perceive me is really more how I perceive myself. It doesn't matter how I perceive myself. I mean, I, I guess it does. I guess we're learning today on spiritual psychology. But it, that's like the whole world is how other people perceive me. actually part of the problem because everybody's concerned with if that's it's kind of like one thing plus a thing equals one thing everybody's trying to please everybody else what's the analysis for like is it coming from a deep grounded place that's actually not, again is it rooted in fear or is it rooted in joy it's rooted in most people in facebook it's rooted in, which is rooted in fear which is rooted in fear a lot of it is rooted in fear I mean, I've probably told you the story about my client, and, and I know a lot of people do this, and they don't, like, I, I had a client who, she was terribly depressed, beautiful, stunningly gorgeous woman, always perfectly put together, gorgeous clothes, lived in a beautiful apartment, and she would go out, and this is a deep thing she said to herself, once a month, I must go to the gym, and I told her, huh, because she wanted people to think she was living this life, wow, yeah, and she wasn't, yeah, she would go she like took a, the day she came to, to, that she told me this she went she sat on a deck she ordered a glass of wine she took a selfie of herself 
and said, I'm here with all my friends to have a glass of wine and blah, 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 because she drank a glass of wine. She wanted to climb up into those hills. Wow. Talk about. Well, and I mean, we have to think of it this way, too. Like, we're of a slightly advanced age. Let's imagine that you're in high school. And Girl, I ain't advanced until I'm 70. Okay, fair. <laughs> but we're in that same, like, okay, let's, let's pretend. I mean, I was around in the 80s, too. Let's pretend it's, it's 1985. Sure, whatever. Whatever the thing is, to not... 
So if I'm not who I think I am, who am I? Do I have some Facebook facsimile that I think you're going to like? And, and what happens to the, my soul? Sure. What happens to who I really am? That's why in the future AI stuff will work is that you could just take everybody's online interactions and interactions some sort of AI being, and then you're not there, your soul obviously isn't there, but for other people who have seen it, they might think it's you, because it's a collection of everything that you put out on the media, so it's how everybody knows everybody saw you anyway, so if you put it into an AI body, you won't be there, but everyone will think you're still there, so right. it's like all that kind of like saving your brain or downloading your consciousness that all the bunch of little kids are trying to do right now, I just paid $40,000 to cryogenically freeze my brain, like, great, <laughs> It's going to be all of their collection of their experiences, but it's not them. Right. So we get to that question of what is the uniqueness? What is the essential person? And from my perspective, I mean, I, I feel like my life's work is dedicated to helping nourish and support and discover that. Because that's where my joy is. When I'm actually in connection with my authentic self, you know, I tend to look at Sense of humor and like the things that I believe that I am, it doesn't mean I necessarily make you 
makes me better than other people is that I don't have a cell phone and I'm crossing the Titanic. Those are the things that make me go. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I just had this conversation the other night. I held out for 20 years to see Titanic. I just saw it six months ago. I loved it. You loved it. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was going to be so sappy. I, and you know what? It was not sappy. I did not like the last 30 seconds. The only thing I would change is the last 30 seconds. Some of them are also just resonating with fear. 
comes from parents, right? Uh, parents of my mother's opinions about me, my mother's, and I might take them on directly, or I might um, defend myself against them. Like I don't want to, you know, my parents were teetotal, tea party gutter Republicans. Oh my god! You know, I, wow. I'm like defending myself against that and going the other direction, reacting to the thoughts of other people. I take those on.
shows like in casinos, snotty sort of covering, like the kind of stuff where you try to wipe it off and it kind of gets all over them. It's like, it's like I didn't know that I just crapped in the oil painting kind of thing. Like right. I'm trying to wipe this off. It's, and it's not poo per se, but it's more like slimy goo. Like it's now it's like, it's like, oh, that's not my fingernail. It's, it's like I can't, ah, oh, I'm trying to get the wipe off. I just can't even still the, the sludgy look to it, basically. So we're going to ask you to come up with questions. So, as a matter of fact, let's see. If you could remove that energy out of your life and it could personify itself, that's kind of goo and slimy to me. If you, if you could personify in front of you as a head or a face, what size would it be? Oh, little, like the size of like a, a dill pickle. sort of slimy what's his personality uh it, i think it's kind of a dick it's like a is it a dick yeah it's like <laughs> it's, it's like the size of a green dick it's the size of a green dick <laughs> it's like living in like it's living on the left side of the planet it's, it's a, a little, little bit cock looking at that attitude it's like it's like you're some fucking dumb ham why did you do that um okay yeah and it's like it's all like because like it wants to be it wants to be out in the public it wants to be like look at me I'm like pickle dick I'm like <laughs> but it's uh, not but it's it's like that it can't be it wants to be the center of attention right but it's it's pretty it's close you know like like you know like slimy show everybody your slimy pickle <laughs> so There's a lot of drinking going on again. 
protect me. But I'm trying to protect you from, um, from, from people not respecting me, I guess, or that if people don't respect me, it doesn't matter because I don't respect myself. Like, it's, it's okay that people don't respect me because why would you, you know, kind of thing. How, how does your voice make you feel? Um, I, I, see, the thing is, I don't register the emotions of shame or regret, acceptance, sort of. What's really dropping you? What does it make a lick? How does it make a lick make you feel?
just gotten into graduate school when I was probably like 33 years old. Cool. And funny enough, I was wearing this jacket, and it was this guy, Max, and Todd Benatar, and Randy Newman, of all people, who was a baseball player I went to high school with. And I saw them on the corner of 19th and Folsom, and I was out in front of the bar I hung out at by the homestead, and they saw me, and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, Todd Benatar, Max the asshole, and Randy Newman, nice to see you. Congratulations on being a famous baseball player. Talked to them, and some people came out, and I introduced them as like these are guys I went to high school with, and it was sort of a redemption because all these people were sort of saying kind of how rude I had been to them, to these guys who thought for years that I was not cool. So I, I sort of had this sort of like redemption moment as an adult to be like, yeah, I'm fucking cool now, guys. I hang out at this bar. I live in San Francisco. I'm a badass. Like, so that was kind of a.
makes it what I disappointed with myself. Yes, it does. Like, it, like, so it still needs to be vulnerable. Finish that sentence. Self to receive 
stuff doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. Does she know you did that? I don't know. Uh, don't tell her. Yeah, don't show her you did that. You need to tell her you did it. Yeah. But it, and I think we should have rules too. We have house rules. Doesn't necessarily mean we have rules that you have to have to follow. So.
to do this. Yeah. No, that was great. I mean, the difficult, I mean, it's, it's good to recognize like the places in my life where things went wonky and kind of like look at that and recognize it and say that has created patterns in my life which are which aren't necessarily helping because uh, none of this stuff none of this stuff helps me like all the negative self-talk like that doesn't so it doesn't, doesn't help me move forward no it doesn't help us i mean and it's irrational it's like but it's so it, it, it's such a patterned thing now sit on sit there on the bus and I go can't please god it's so stupid but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't need to be like that it can I don't have to have the negative it can say I can look at it without the judgment of the cat like the cat and I can sit down and look at it and go all right that's what happened and how is that different how are they different because it's just it's it's not Google like negatively jumps on every choice no matter what it is even if it's positive, still, oh God, you said that to that person, that's terrible. Or like, I sent out, for one, ex- one example, I, I got excited about the concept of the like school day. During, and I sent out a bunch of emails to a bunch of different schools. And then after Pickles, I you're an idiot. Like, why did you do that? Why would you send that out? You're just making yourself look stupid. I was talking about the starving CSF or what have you, and uh, which I think is a fabulous movie. Yeah, I think it's a comedy call. Yeah, but there, I mean, there it just be a comedy college at the end of the free, and then a college level as opposed to like the one that's downtown where they pay lots of money. But to to sort of elevate the art so that people actually see it as an art as opposed to like people standing on stage with a microphone because of the hubris of their ego so they can entertain people with a microphone. Oh my God! But so that's the same that's like, how dare you? And the pickle will say all the time, how dare you? Like, you think I'm 44 years old now and I've been doing comedy for seven and a half years. You think that racist thing, that this is a good thing. And I'm like sitting there going, hey, pickle, actually, I'm not terrible at, the, at this. Like, I, I don't suck at it. So I don't know why the pickle is constantly telling me that I suck because So you're not getting mad at me. I'm saying it's like it's two buckets that we can get on for the negative negativity and for the people showing up. And fear and negativity also includes anger and outrage and judgment and all that all that negativity. And how dangerous to consume the tr- the choices and the conversations do we have and it's very selflessness and generosity. So Juan and Pickle, 
much more adventurous. It actually takes, uh, you know, for me, it's the hard and scary thing. And I just want to say thank you to all of you, all of you for the dedication that you have. I would love to be, and this is really, this is huge. This is me stepping outside my comfort zone to do this and to expand my work and to learn and to be asked to bring my work into the world. I'm so grateful for you. Oh. I've actually never seen you do a comedy act, which is like my shame at this point. I have not seen you. I mean, I get to, I get to laugh with you every week. who I am, I exist, I'm 